0: Greetings, everyone. This is a call to actions. Today is November 16th, 2020 podcast episode number 27. I am your host, Bobby Vaughn, and with me is Kimberly Schultz. Today is going to be a very interesting one, as we have an individual goes by the name of Professor Dr. Penayotis Zavos. He is the Director and Chief of Andrology at the Andrology Institute of America. President and CEO of Fertility Technologies International USA, he is the founder of the Zavos organization, also he is the president of Andrology Institute of America's subsidiary, Zavos Scientific, where their slogan is, quote, People are our business, the world is our market. He is known by many to be the father of human cloning. Dr. Zavos, welcome to A Call to Actions.
1: It is also my pleasure. Obviously, uh, when people introduce me this way and they say, I am the father of this and the father of that, I always correct them and I also say that I am the father of five children.
0: All right. Well, let's start this off by asking, what made you want to get into assisted reproduction technologies that later on led to your interest in human cloning?
1: Well, reproduction, as I preach all over the world, is everybody's business. Once you're born, you are destined to reproduce. And then the other destiny is to die, which, of course, I'm working on that as well. I'm trying to prevent people from dying. However, uh, the most exciting thing that anybody can do after he's born is to bring to this world a child and pass on his own genes and create a family and uh, live happily ever after. So the, 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 the aspect, the, the, the idea of reproducing is fascinating to me. And of course, I am dealing with reproduction, which means that I bring somebody in this world, which means I also create and start a life. So you'll be born, you're destined to reproduce. I almost covered two thirds of what the destiny of a human being is by doing what I do. And therefore it's very exciting to be able to work with people, assist them to become parents and create a family. Once you create a child for somebody, they never forget you. I have patients in Paris, France, when I land in Paris, they will come at uh, Charles de Gaulle and meet me and say, meet the man that made you. Okay? And they bring their children. Now they're beginning to bring their children and their grandchildren. And this is very exciting to me. But reproductive medicine is a fascinating thing. When, when you, you're able to put things together, just like you're in the kitchen and you create lasagna or spaghetti or pizzeria or something, I am in a different kitchen, and I'm creating humans. And that is very, very exciting to me.
0: Would you like to explain briefly how human cloning began, how it started with animals first and then moved on to to human trials?
1: Well, that's a very nice way of putting it. But when I lecture on the subject and I speak publicly on the subject, I always start saying to people that, The best cloner that ever lived on this earth or ever lived in the universe is God. Think for a moment that God created Adam according to the Bible. And then what did he do? He took a side of Adam and created Eve. So, by definition, taking a part of a human and creating another one, that is the definition of cloning. The word cloning, clonos, or cloning comes from the Greek word klonos, which means branch. And the Greeks obviously take a branch from a tree, stick it in the ground, just like any horticulturist would do, and then if that stick is viable enough and vital enough to to sustain life, then you get a new tree. So that is what the klonos came from. Klonos, "klonismos," cloning. Now... um, Another definition of cloning, that I, if I go back to the basics in reproductive medicine, every identical twin is a clone of the other. So Mother Nature has its own, own way of cloning by taking an embryo at the early stage, splitting it into two in utero, inside the uterus of a woman, and having an identical twin. Identical twins normally are the same similar genome between the two, that's why they look alike. And identical twins normally are of the same sex as well. You can have identical twins, a boy and a girl. You can have um, paternal twins, maternal twins, but not identical twins. Therefore, the cloning is something that Mother Nature plays its way around. And, of course, the theme about the fact that God created the first clone, it really answers or leaves people to stay away from me from religion and saying, Oh, you're doing something that God is against it. No, 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 no. God did it already. I'm doing God's work. Okay. So, uh, the word, the, the the whole aspect of cloning uh, was was um, fascinated me uh, when I heard the guy that cloned Dolly the sheep in a lecture. That was probably around almost close to thirty years ago when Dolly was created, and uh, I have listened to this lecture and I said, well, if we can clone Dolly, why can we, you know, clone the real Dolly? The one that obviously is a good singer and sings, and she's from Tennessee. That's why they named Dolly the sheep after her. And and so one of the story is that, that I began to de- deliberate this, discuss this with friends of mine and say, you know, people that have no testes, people that have no ovaries, people that have no uteri, people that have no means by which they can become parents, they can clone themselves and become parents and still have a biological child of their own. The only difference would be that that clone would carry only the genome of the person that we get the DNA from, the cell from, that we're going to use for the somatic cell nuclear transfer. You know, if I take yourself, you, Bobby, are you going to have a son that is going to look exactly like you and is going to carry your own genome, your own DNA? And more likely, it's going to obviously develop to be like you. may may not be doing the videoing that you're doing tonight. You could turn out to be a violinist. But uh, more of the story, is going to be an, a lateral or lateral-born twin of Bobby. Meaning that it's an identical twin of yours, but it's born 40 years later, assuming that you're 40 years old now. So whatever that is, that's what it is. And so we're creating an identical twin that is born at a later stage in your lifetime. Makes sense?
0: Explain the steps in cloning. How to successfully clone using a technique called somatic cell nuclear transfer.
1: Well, uh, on my back here, on the background, you'll see that I have a, right here, I have a cell, which is an embryo, okay? Uh, Now, in actuality, it's an egg, and I'm holding it with with an embryo holder under the microscope. You see the thing on the top. Then I go in with the tip of an injection system, and I take that embryo, that, that egg rather, and i remove the dna from it so that egg becomes enucleated in other words it doesn't carry the dna that the mother puts into that egg then i take one of your cells and i culture it and i prepare it to become such a small cell that can carry your dna and i use the same instrumentation and i introduce it into that egg okay that is called nuclear transfer. So we took the the cell that contains your DNA and we put it into that egg that has no DNA because we nucleated it. We removed the DNA from it. And so we make it just an egg without the egg yolk, so to speak. And then we obviously run that egg that received that DNA through a whole array of things that we active we activated it chemically electrically and otherwise and by this activation process then the egg that is enucleated the egg white so to speak and this, and the cell that carries your dna fuse together and that fusion obviously enables the one to recognize the other and say come on let's go play ball and so they become a a, a new embryo now. We don't have an egg here. When we put the cell in, we we put a cell that contains your DNA but your DNA is what you receive from your mother and your father. So it's a diploid. Two sets of DNA. Where the egg normally carries only one and the sperm carries only one. And when they unite, they become a diploid configuration of the DNA that gives rise to a fertilized egg when we're using sexual reproduction this is asexual reproduction which means that we're taking your dna or kimberly's dna and we can create an identical twin by doing what i just described
0: for about 10 years now the topic of human cloning has been really hush hush there hasn't been much news or or any coverage on that topic of human cloning um, are there any breakthroughs? Also, what countries are if there are certain countries where human cloning is legal? Where is that, and what are the breakthroughs in human
1: cloning? And that's a, that's an excellent question. Uh, there was some politics involved here, but I'm not going to get into that. When we we announced to the world that we're going to clone the first human, obviously the world became a hot spot. I could I could be one day in Rome, Italy, and the next day I could be in Beirut, Lebanon, and the next day in Egypt, and the next day in Jerusalem, and the next day in New Delhi, and Saudi Arabia, and New York City, and Washington, D.C., you name it. I've been everywhere. I could do two to three talk shows a day, from, um, oh, good morning America, to the view with Barbara Walters, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and... The first thing that we needed to do actually, is to break a lot of ice, in other words, we had to educate the world what is this? What is it for? I mean, who is it going to help, and who is it going to harm? Uh, you know, I testified before the Congress twice. Uh, obviously, it was a waste of time to be honest with you, because the the, the u s congress is is made out of congressmen, and i don 't have to describe to you what they do for a living uh, you see them every day, and you can believe what they do for a living. The one says he's white. The next one says he's white. The other one says he's black. The other one says, I don't believe it. Show it to me, and this and that, etc., etc." Et so long story short is that we went through this phase of debating the issue and getting the politicians and the leaders in the world to begin to eat it, taste it, digest it, spit it out, and do something about it, Okay. Now I was the only spokesman for this, and trust me, I've seen it all. And i burned a lot of calories doing just that. Then of course, um, we began creating embryos. That was towards the latter part of 2007, 2008. And that's when the world really got nervous because I announced in London that we created the first clone embryo. And then another uh, press conference that I had in London, I announced that I transferred that human embryo in a woman. Actually, I, I transferred uh, five human embryos in four women, and that really put the put the screws on a lot of people and say, maybe we ought to arrest this guy, okay? And some some people were really serious about it. And believe it or not, uh, with all this going on, I had people from high levels in the government. That could prosecute you or could take you to the cleaners as we say in a colloquial way uh came to my office to visit me and say dr Zevos, where are you going with this what are you doing you know who are you talking to uh, at one time i spoke to mr Katzav, the president of israel for an hour and a half and another time i was uh i was visiting an ivf program in beirut And Mr. Fadlallah, the leader of Hezbollah, invited me to visit with him. Now, as you realize, when you talk to the leader of Israel and to the leader of Hezbollah, those are two colliding forces in the Middle East. Uh, And that created even a bigger bigger, um, discussion about what's going on here. I mean, you know, why are you getting involved with the greatest enemy on earth that uh, Israel has, or America has, or this... In other words, it become political. Uh, I continue with my work. I had a team to work with, and we created the first embryos in the world. And uh, we now, uh, as as a matter of fact, we needed to improve the technology. Uh, We improved the technology to the level where if we try to do embryos uh, via somatic cell nuclear transfer, if you give me 10 eggs, now I can create five good embryos to transfer. Before, it wasn't the case. For instance, in the case of Dolly, they created 232 embryos, and they transferred them in 23 female sheep, and they got Dolly. So the, the success rate was very low. And that's when they began to throw things at me and say, you can create so many embryos, and they're all going to be abnormal, they're going to have problems, and etc. etc." But the debate that I was participating in is, we are humans, we don't behave like sheep, we don't behave like animals, and we don't treat humans like animals. Trust me, we've been doing IVF for the last, since 1978 when, when Louise Brown was born in England, and we're talking about 20, 25 years later that we're creating a clone using almost similar IVF technology. The only thing that we're doing different, instead of putting the sperm into the egg, we're putting a somatic cell into an enucleated egg. Other than that, all the other steps are the same. So we had a great deal of experience in the human that in the animal world, they did not have. And so, uh, more of the story is that, that we overcame some of those difficulties. Uh, we became silent for a few years. I can announce to the world now that I have six blastocysts healthy blastocysts created from somatic cell nuclear transfer. That's the most advanced embryo that we can create via IVF or somatic cell nuclear transfer. And they are ready to implant. Now we were almost ready to transfer them until COVID hit. And right now we put everything in suspension because I cannot travel. I have not left the country now since uh, January 29, 2020. And we didn't think that COVID and cloning should go together. So we said, time out, we're waiting for things to happen. Standing by.
0: Are you familiar with any technologies to transfer a live embryo into an artificial womb in order to grow that embryo artificially in an artificial environment, very similar to a, a woman's womb?
1: Well, that's that's uh, it, it's not really hypothetical anymore. I think that there are a couple of groups. One Japanese group, for instance, is waiting, is is creating and researching the creation of an artificial womb. Okay, where we can put the embryo and grow. But it's not an easy assignment. That embryo has to grow uh, for nine months in a situation where the dynamics change and you know you, you can keep the embryo in, in a system and grow it and expand it and etc but to maintain it for 9 months where it needs different has different needs during the gestational period of 9 months is not an easy assignment however your your your, your question is very good however i don't understand why however why we should create an artificial womb uh, where most of the parents of those clone embryos that i create They want them in their wives. And for a moment, think of the Muslim world. The Muslim world is much more restrictive than the non-Muslim world in this world. Uh, The the Muslims only work with what God gave them. In other words, uh, they they allow the cloning and their religion allows cloning uh, to be employed, to be established and be used for reproductive, reproductive medicine but they only can use their wives uh, the, for gestational purposes. Where in the Western world, we use all kinds of means, surrogates, uh, you name it, all kinds of combinations that we can assist the human to become a parent.
0: For the record, to your knowledge, have there ever been any successful Clones grow to full maturity,
1: to a full ad- adult? Can you speak on that? To my knowledge, no. There is none. And obviously, I, I would be the one that would know that. But uh, maybe there is one and we don't know it. You know, somebody may have created one and he's walking around, but he's afraid to announce to the world um, that this is a clone that has been created by some group. And it's is- Lives have, Imagine for a moment, and this is really the thing that we worked on for some time, is to prepare the world to receive this clone embryo and receive this clone individual when it's born. Uh, we prepared it in, in such a way that I think that most people think that it's okay. Okay, if you explain to them what it is, they say, I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, if you create a lateral uh, born twin of someone just like i described it there's nothing wrong with that i mean god and nature does this every day you have identical twins being born and those are clones of each other so why would that be a problem it's just that the technology is not the same as when mother nature does it when it takes an embryo and splits it well we take an embryo and we create it from the the genome from the dna of that already created embryo and so we transfer that dna into a nucleated egg as i described and we create a clone that's the only technological difference between the two but the end product is the same Uh, so to answer your question the answer is none to my knowledge Uh, and of course the agreements that we have with the people that participate in our program is we don't intend to reveal the name of the parents or the name of the child in order to protect their identities and we will only allow that to happen if they agree to do it themselves and they'll get our support and endorsement Well,
0: going back to one of my last questions are there any countries in the world where human cloning is legal or just completely unregulated
1: well The the word regulated is actually the one that creates the problems. It is legal to clone a human being in the USA. Okay? The only thing that is required is to somewhat regulate it. Who is going to regulate it? When I testified before the Congress on March 7, 2001, at about 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I remember that so vividly well, They asked me, the congressman asked me when I was testifying as to, who's going to regulate you? He says, do you think that the FDA should regulate you in what you're doing as far as this particular technology? And I said, well, Mr. Congressman, I said, why would the FDA be involved in this? FDA stands for Food and Drug Administration. This is life. Why would the FDA come in and regulate me? But I said, you know what? Two speakers after me is the director of the FDA uh, testifying before you. You can ask her that question. So after that hearing, I left. They questioned that lady. She couldn't answer it. They fired her two weeks later. And one of the stories is that if anybody would want to clone a human being in the USA, they have to obtain a a license, or some sort of an approval by the FDA. When I ask the FDA, what is that approval? They cannot answer it either. Okay? So, more of the story is that that the most progressive country on Earth, uh, some people may obviously don't agree with that, the USA, that is, is not quite sure what uh, they should be doing with that. The European Union outlawed it. In other words, if I clone a human being within any European Union country, they will arrest me. But then of course uh, there's 138 countries in this world uh, more than half of them allow cloning. They, they would welcome me to clone a human being in their countries. And when I <laughs> I tell people how easy it is for me to do it uh, anywhere I go, is that I need the size of your kitchen to clone a human being. I don't need to have a 10-floor building uh, with uh, a thousand people working to clone a human. All I need is a little uh, 10 by 10 square uh, um, uh, meters uh, kind of an area uh, with my incubators and my microscopes and whatever. The rest of it is history.
0: Many individuals believe that the process of human cloning could lead to mutations or deformities. Well, many may survive though being born perfect. How long could a successfully cloned human live for with or without mutations?
1: Well, the word mutation in 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 the scientific world is not you know is not used the same way. As people think that it is, okay? A a, a mutation happens um, in systems that are not very stable, okay? And the DNA, like the, the virus, for instance, the virus has very little DNA, and that DNA gets replicated almost within hours. And because of that, it's a very unstable molecule, and therefore, in the process of multiplying in the billions and trillions every Hour or two, then the error, the the mistakes that can be made during that replication, uh, is is much more frequent, and it can happen, and so the mutations in those systems take place very easily. Now I don't think that you heard too many people that suffer from genetic mutations. Those are things that happen to them at at the time of their biological development in utero or when they were babies, or when something, at the very early stage of the embryonic development, the DNA can go nuts, and uh, as it replicates, and create the mutations. However, a human after it's born, you, me, and and Kimberly and others, uh, they don't mutate. I mean, mentally you may have mutations in your mind, but you, yourself do not mutate per se, and, and therefore, um, if, if, a, if a clone individual is created with a solid DNA molecule that comes from you or Ghibli and we're able to safeguard it and create that human, that human will be as stable as you and others. And today we have the evidence in animals where we produce actually large numbers of animals successfully and they're able to reproduce. And so they, they, they live happily ever after. Now, during the, the Dolly years, for instance, um, they would call my office and say, well, we have a report that Dolly's got a cold. Do you think that, uh, that uh, clones are going to be getting colds when you produce them? Of course not, obviously. And just like anybody else, you know, if you live in Kentucky, you're going to get a cold around November, December uh if you live in southern california more likely you're never going to have a cold but uh more of the story is that that um, the clones are going to be just like any other human and i expect them to be healthy wealthy prosperous and have a happy life and and i i don't see any difficulties whatsoever the in, especially in the line of what you're describing mutations
0: you said earlier on that you and your team have achieved about a 50% success rate in cloning human embryos. Is that correct?
1: Well, what I said is that, that now, just to give you an example, if we, if we have 10 eggs and we create IVF babies out of those eggs, okay, we fertilize them in vitro. We do in vitro fertilization we're more likely out of 10 eggs, we may get eight embryos. In other words, the fertilization success rate of those eggs, 10, will be around 80%. And so so what our team was able to do with the elaborate tests that we've done and everything, we created a system via which we can create almost 50% of the time healthy embryos that we can transfer. So we're really pretty, pretty close getting to the IVF ratio of success, but we only haven't even started creating humans yet. We've been creating embryos, but we have very elite people, very well-trained people that understand the IVF business, that work with us, and we're able to take all that technology and, and really put it together to create somatic cell nuclear transfer embryos Uh, with about 50% success rate.
0: What is the most difficult step in the process of human cloning? Is it emptying the egg? Is it inserting the nucleus? What is it?
1: Well, let me stop you there and tell you that we have never put them inside uh, a woman and grow, so we cannot measure the growth rate of those embryos. However, the most difficult thing to do is to do the SCNT, the somatic cell nuclear transfer, and be able to transform that egg that receives a, a cell from the donor that wants to become the parent to be recognized, infused, and, and create an embryo. Once you create an embryo, you cannot tell it apart from a, an IVF embryo. Unless you fingerprint it. You do DNA screening. Because that embryo would resemble exactly like an IVF embryo. Nothing, nothing different whatsoever. It's going to have a cell that will be dividing and creating uh, advanced stages of an embryo to get down to the blastocyst stage, hatch, implant in the woman's uterus, and then become a baby nine months later, th- thereafter.
0: I'm kind of shifting into a different gear here. Uh, do you believe that it's possible to successfully birth a transgenic hybrid, a, a chimera? Say maybe 70% human, 30% primate, pig, or, or mouse? So We know that there are experiments going on with uh, transgenic pigs that have human DNA and mice with human DNA for uh, research purposes. Do you believe that that's possible to birth a 70-30% chimera?
1: Well, nobody has ever attempted that because very simply um, it is it kind of society doesn't let that thing happen. I mean, uh, I'm not sure that they're going to let us do what we're doing with, first of all, with with the cloning business. that We're not really sort of interfering with the DNA of that particular individual. All we're doing is that we are taking the DNA from a different source that we normally have it, like the sperm and the egg, we're taking only from the somatic cell. Now, to get into the, the DNA of whatever fertilized egg via sexual or asexual reproduction, and begin to monkey around and putting genes into, into the already existing DNA of a human, uh, it's. Um, I think that it's a, it's a no-no, if I was to use that term. Um, and uh, there are some people that have even tried to alter the DNA sequence via these new technologies called CRISPR, where you cut sections of the DNA that are defective and replace them with normal DNA. And therefore, you can alleviate a genetic defect in the in the genome of an individual of a baby or a human which is i think is going to develop and is going to come across very well because a lot of people are thinking that some of those diseases genetic diseases in humans can be really alleviated by manipulating the dna molecule at the level of the cell at the very early stage of development in order to be able to treat that disease however for anybody to think now, as you and I are speaking now, the sixteenth day of November, two thousand and twenty, that somebody's going to allow me to take some pig DNA or mouse DNA or some chimpanzee DNA and blend it in in the similar fashion as I described by cutting sections of the DNA of a human and inserting uh, portions of the DNA from animal species, this is not going to happen anytime soon. It's a uh, um, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want any emails hitting me tomorrow.
0: The concept of splicing DNA is a fringe science on its own, Uh, designer babies. I wonder if it's possible to clone designer babies from modified DNA. Is there any research going on currently involving that science?
1: We we normally, on the CRISPR uh, technology, we take the DNA from the same... uh, molecule, but we replace that section that is defective. Okay? So we're not borrowing DNA sequencing from somebody else to do that. Therefore, the mixing of the DNA remains within that particular individual. Now, somebody tried to do what you just described, to borrow DNA from another individual. That was done in China, and we have never seen a Chinese scientist since he did this. Disappear. okay so those are things that we are very careful i mean you know we may live in the usa but uh you know you never know what's going to happen uh, we we are very careful we're very responsible in what we do uh, i described to you from the beginning that i am creating human life because simply that makes me an essential element in doing god's work uh in helping people become parents And I maintain that thing. But I am not obviously that kind of a troublemaker or somebody that wants to create monsters out there because they simply, I have five children of my own and God bless them, they're all normal, they're all intelligent, gone to school, they're, they're, they're winners, they're not losers, that kind of thing. That's what I want to create for humans. This is my patient's desire to have a healthy child yesterday, if at all possible. Everybody that sits on that couch, and consults with me, they say to me, uh, and you know why I'm here? I said, yes, I do. You want a healthy child, and you want it yesterday. He says, how do you know it? I've been doing this for 45 years. Um, it's not easy to go against the grain with politicians that tell you when to pay your taxes. They tell you when, where to go to school. They tell you what to eat, what to drink, etc. I mean, you know, you think that we leave in a in a free society but it's not as free as we think that it is i mean um i tell people and when i do stand-up comedy sometimes that you know the the rate that we're going with uh, regulatory um, uh, agencies in the usa for instance if you take the fda as one of the key regulating agencies in the usa the way that they were going until this last government came on board and reduced the regulations they were going to tell you when to go to the bathroom. You have to have an FDA approval. Okay? Uh, and this does not stop anywhere. You know, the more they see, the more they want to regulate. And, and um, I know that because I experienced that. Uh, and more of the story is that, that uh, we're very careful about what we do because they simply, you may not have to pay today, but you may pay even five years later. They'll come and say, Ah, we found this note here. We found this document here. And you know what, that goes against the grain, and we uh, need to do something about it. Do you have do you have enough money to defend yourself?
0: Hitler and his Nazi regime were very interested in trying to find a way to create an artificial way to create twins. This would be some type of cloning technique. Are you familiar with any of his successes or how far they got?
1: Well, I don't. I don't waste my time studying Hitler and his behavior, as you realize, because I simply I want to stay away from those things. Uh, you know, I don't watch movies that you know they're fictional. They're, you know, I, I'm a real person and I deal with realities in life. And you know, whatever Hitler did, it was wrong. Uh, I don't want to go even close to that kind of thinking. Uh, and whatever he did, I do not know. I'm not going to try and verify his goals and aspirations because we're simply, uh, his and mine are quite, quite different. Um, I care about a human. And uh, like you said at the beginning, people are on my business and the world is my market. The clone is going to look, if we take the, the father's DNA, the clone is going to look like the father. would that be a problem? And I said, "Well, I said, you know, uh, at least where I came from, in Greece, for instance, when children resemble their parents, they were very proud of that, and we expect the children to look like the parents. We don't expect them to look like the neighbor. And because of that, obviously, we feel like that, uh, that this is something that uh, is welcome in some cultures. And if you think that is 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 against." your beliefs or somebody's beliefs and they don't like that, is not for them? It's only for people that need it, want it. And incidentally, my consortium's philosophy uh, and the way that we would clone somebody is that we would only help somebody that exhausted all possibilities of reproductive medicine, including IVF, et cetera. Uh, That would be the only option that they have and then we'll help them become biological biological parents of a child via somatic cell nuclear transfer. As I announced at the Congress of the United States back when I, when I testified is that we're not interested in cloning the Michael Jordans and the Michael Jacksons in this world. We're only interested in helping infertile couples become parents.
0: For a cloned human being created via somatic cell nuclear transfer, would there be any problems issuing a birth certificate for that individual?
1: To my knowledge, there wouldn't be any, because very simply, the the, the, the agency that issues that birth certificate would never know that that child is via somatic cell nuclear transfer. I mean, who the heck is going to go out there and tell the, uh, the, the county agent right there that issues a birth certificate that this child was conceived via somatic cell nuclear transfer? They would say, and what do I care? Was it born last night at Central Baptist Hospital? Say yes. Okay, I want to issue a certificate.
0: You said you can't travel out of the country currently, but are you and your team ready for COVID-19 to get over so you can progress human cloning techniques and technologies?
1: Our team is ready to go to work after the COVID is over. We have the team, we have the know-how, we have the kitchen, and we know how to cook.
0: So where are you gonna to go to conduct this cloning?
1: It's going to definitely gonna be outside the United States and outside the European Union.
0: To carry on your research and development in human cloning, have you ever thought about cloning yourself and then teaching your clone how to clone?
1: <laughs> well, it really never entered my mind, so to speak. i, I, I do not worry about me and my clone because I said, I already have five biological clones, five children. Uh, some of them look and behave like me. Uh, They're not reproductive specialists. Um, and obviously, I, I believe in the freedom of expression. I am not that egotistical to tell the world that I am interested in cloning myself uh, and trying to teach them how to clone another one. More of the story is that that. One of me in this world is plenty. We don't want another one.
0: Dr. Peniotis Zavos, also known as the father of human cloning. Thank you for being on the call to actions today. I look forward to hearing more from you in the future. We'll see how things go after COVID-19. And you know, feel free to let us know how cloning is going after that. Uh, if anyone needs to get in touch with you, can you please just give us information on how to get in touch with you?
1: Well, but of course, uh, they can they can visit our website. We have seven of them. Uh, they can go to my website personal, which is www.zavos.com. Uh, and then, of course, they can go to, they can send an email to profzavos at zavos.org. Profzavos at zavos.org. And we have people that can answer their questions in, and uh, whatever they want to be answered for. Um, We're very oriented towards people because we simply, we don't say that we care about people and say, don't bother us. We care about people. And there's so many problems in this world. And if we all just extend our arm and solve some of those problems, this can be made into a beautiful place. And that is really what is my goal in life, is to make this world a better place.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us on podcast number twenty-seven with the father of human cloning, Doctor Zavos. Feel free to email me personally at upandout@hush.com. at hush dot com. Go to a call to to see all of our podcasts and articles that I've written in the past, and subscribe to a call to actions on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all other podcast players out there. All right, guys. Hope you'll tune in next time. Thank you. God bless.